Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognar, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, here's a radical thought. Don't read the module. Why? Find out after this. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Okay, uh, let me let me backtrack a bit. I'm I know as a GM, you should read the module or whatever you're running. I'm I'm not going to talk about homebrew right now. I'm going to talk about if you're running a module or some other kind of thing like that. I say don't read the module because I know one of the first things that the GM should do is read the module. And I'm not telling you not to, okay? Read through it beforehand. Do that. But when you're planning it out, don't go through the whole thing. I mean, you should have went through the whole thing when you first read it, kind of noted in your head what was going on. And what I mean by that is don't plan out the whole module. Don't don't plan it. You know, don't think, you know, I, I've done this before. I've read a module that says, okay, I'm going to plan this out. And I keep thinking it's going to be one session. It never is. I don't think I could run a one shot. Well, actually, I have, but they've been my own creations and the fact that I didn't plan as much as I would a regular module. Here's the thing. There's a couple of things, because there's a couple of types that you don't want to read the whole thing. I mean, you want to read the whole thing, but you don't want to prep the whole thing. One is hex crawls. Okay, read the hex crawls where the party starts or where they are. Read what's around them. Read maybe like two hexes, two hex radius, two to three hex radius around them and see what's there. That's the kind of thing you should prep. And that's the kind of thing where you can do it. And what I like about things like hex crawls is they give you an idea and then you can run with it. You can run as little or as much of it as you want to run with it because you can just like, I, you could just like do a couple of bullet points or you can plan a whole, you know, side quest. But what I'm saying is read two to three hexes around it so you know where they're going and what they're doing. Now, if they already have a plan to do something, you know, these are just things that, you know, either get in the way or you, you can't ignore stuff in hexes, that's okay. You're the GM. But if you think it'd make a nice side quest or enhance what they're doing already, that is gold right there. So if you're doing a if you're doing a hex crawl, plan two to three hex radius around it. You know, you might have just a couple of things. You might have like five things, six things. You know, and and if you don't want to, you know, if you you think it may crop up, just make a, a single 
a single sentence what's going on in there or a couple of bullet points. That's it. Then when you get there, you can decide, okay, are they going to run into this or not? Because I, I've done split-second decisions like that when I'm behind the screen because that's what they're there for. That's what the notes are there for. The other thing where you shouldn't prep the whole thing is mega dungeons. You know, I figured people... See, I think the game has gone beyond you just plop somebody in front of a dungeon and let them go. I mean, you can still do that. Sometimes you do that like if you need a one-shot or you just, okay, the GM didn't show up, let's just, you know, play this. You know, I've got a dungeon, let's go. But I do, I, myself, like to have a story behind it. Some, It doesn't have to be a big story either. I mean, look at those one-page dungeons. Sometimes they give you a little story. Sometimes they don't. I've taken one. I've got one. Um, I've got a, a, a monastery that's overrun by lizard men and things like that that I use all the time. That's one of my back pocket dungeons. And I made a little story for it. I made a, a little story about a priest who's these brother priests who's one got caught up with the with the invasion. The other one so he says, go get help. And by the time he got back, They'd run or overrun the place. His brother's missing, and so he's getting drunk in a in a tavern. And the you know people, well, what's wrong? My brother. Okay, fine. We'll go help him. Boom. Story solved. Okay, they know what to do. They don't know what's going on, and they gave me a little nugget of information about the priest we're talking about that they're looking for that I could run with. Little nugget of information they don't know about, but they will find out. And so I take that thing and I run it every once in a while, especially if there's a new group. Hey, I want to play this game. Okay, fine. We'll play it. Make up a character and we'll play it. It doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter what system it is because I can run with that. I can run with something on one, you know, plot me in a dungeon. But what I'm talking about here is mega dungeons. Mega dungeons like, you know, levels and levels and huge things like stuff. Um, Undermountain, Barrow Maze, Gunderhofen. Uh, Rapanathok, you name it. Those things are huge. You should not prep the whole thing. Well, that kind of goes without saying, really. But I would plan it similar to I would with, with the hex crawl. I would plan, I'd look like within like a radius of, I don't know, five, ten rooms, five room radius from where they are. If they're an entrance, you do it that way. If they're in the middle of it, you do it that way. It's always like this is this this whole focus is following the characters as they're going through something. This and this could apply once again, like the five room dungeons. This could also apply to a wilderness adventure. There is nothing wrong with making wilderness a dungeon, as far as what's going on. This could be a quote unquote room. This area, this field over here. There's a hollow over here. It's another quote-unquote room. You know, you can do it that way. Uh, John Ford ran with that in his Five Room Dungeons book, where he had people submitting stuff, and nine times out of ten, it was an adventure done up like a Five Room Dungeon. And it worked. I read through the thing. It worked. So plan around things. That's what I'm saying. I talked about... Uh, one time I talked about the rosy dungeon, which where you take the compass rose and you decide, okay, what's north, what's south, what's east, what's west, what's going on there? 
and then you have the four corners, you have something going on. And then if they go like northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast, you can, I would extrapolate from there. If you want to make a, a note or a bullet point for that section. But to me, the fun part is, okay, they're going southwest. What's south and what's west and how can I combine them or how would they run stuff in into stuff like this? And you do that every time they're, this is a hex crawl, every time they're moving, you know, the next, the next, uh, the next session, they're in this hex now. Okay, how would I prep around there? Are they closer to this, further away from this thing? Okay, they're now going north, so they're going to hand into this problem. That kind of thing. And then just plan around that. That way, you have, well, first of all, the characters now have their agency, because they can go anywhere. And you also have agency, and you have, better yet, you have flexibility. And that's the thing that is, to me, one of the most important things of a GM's job. Flexibility. You've got to figure out the way to put, to make, to make your game flexible. You cannot be rigid. You cannot be, ri this is why people don't like railroads. It's rigid. You know, they have to go this way. Otherwise, the game doesn't work. No, 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 that doesn't work. No, no, no. No, that's why uh, was the Alexandrian says, you got to have three solutions to everything. Or three, never do. You got to go through these monsters for the story to keep going. Or you got to go through this trap for the story to keep going. That don't work. It don't work. Those are bottlenecks you have to get rid of. So that's why I'm saying plan, a, look around the area where they're going to be, see what's there, and see if there's anything happening. Okay? I mean, I've got a, a lot of nice hex crawls in there. I got from Frog God games, the, the old uh, hex crawl chronicles that give you stuff like that. Meadowlands gives you stuff like that. Other game systems, they like... Uh, let me let me take Hexcrawl Chronicles. They'll give you an area of a world, and they will outline what's in hexes, but they won't outline every single hex because they know that okay, this is going to happen over here. This is going to happen over here. Here's another uh, here's another example. Carcosa, the Carcosa book. Now he gives you something in every single hex, but he says, these hexes are X miles wide. You're not going to run into every single thing in every hex. So there's that. And then the Hex Crawl Chronicles, they do, okay, they plan out, maybe there's like, I don't know, 50, 75 hexes in the thing. They'll plan out 25. And the rest is for the GM. That way they can put whatever they want in there or not put it in there. So that's the kind of... Thing you got to think of. Look around, look around where they are and see what's going on. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. Single donations go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Sars, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. 
For other good podcasts, Dan Gregg's got the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung, Grognar podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>